calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hello. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. This is podcast 134 and I am joined by the IGN team of Avengers. Daniel Kruper. Hello. Tom Butler. Hello. Chris Tilly. Present. Bex. Hello. And we've got a special guest, Chris. Here. Who are you? <laughs> uh, my and name's why Chris. Are you here? Does no one know who he is? I... Nah. I've been here for days. Have you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't been into the, the, the podcasting room for a, since before the last weekend. Well, so exactly. you've just been sitting in the corner. You so should monitor these things more closely, to oh, be yeah. honest. So to give it background, Chris uh, was on the winning team at our last pub quiz. Hooray. What was your team name? Uh, Ready Game Fire. And that is also the name of... Yeah, we do a podcast as well. And you also do podcasts. Okay, so uh, as Ooh. part of the winning privileges, you were offered the chance to come in and hang out with us. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, why <laughs> do you want to do that? That should be what the prize for the people who come last. Yes. <laughs> what sort of prize was that? <laughs> but you do get a load of very cool prizes on oh, the yeah. What What was your favourite prize? Uh, well, I've always been one of the cooler kids, so I stuck <laughs> the Zelda sword and shield on my wall. Nice. Yeah. So I guess that was my favourite. That's pretty cool. Did you manage to get it all home? No, no. We had to give a lot of it away because Tramps. Tramps. we could have <laughs> the news hobo was he waiting outside yeah he's got a signed copy of Rift now I think. <laughs> nice <laughs> or that hat what, what was that total uh, war hat yeah, the, cen- the centurion hat I was, I was upset that my colleague Stephen didn't take that home with him but we did get a Stephen. picture of him wearing it we so. gave it right. to a tramp and he accidentally got committed because of it <laughs> that would be amazing someone so, on Oxford Street is still wearing so it so is the takeaway from the last pub quiz that we need to give away less prizes less prizes less okay. prizes yeah <laughs> really? it's a weird lesson to learn or just dis- I can't even speak distribute the wealth a little bit better mm. oh, socialism. like a communist <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> socialism are so we the old communism are we L- London's leading communist quiz yes we are yeah <laughs> um, comrade but yeah, so basically, Chris is here also to advertise the fact that Pub Quiz 2 is coming soon. But more no. on that later. Oh, really? Okay. You can trail it at the start. Yeah, but, but yeah. we want to tease at the start and then All trail right. it properly. Well, we, yeah. don't, later. we don't really want to tease it that much. Yeah. Full. It's full. <laughs> is it already full? <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. No, I guess this is still open. There you go. Uh, this week, we have been playing an awful lot of Trials Evolution. Well, one person in particular has been playing an awful lot of Trials Evolution. <laughs> Are we still talking about Trials yes, Evolution? Yes, because it's the greatest game that I've played for about six months. Is it is the that best true? game that's come out this year so far? Really? Yeah. That's awesome. It is Have great. you not played it? No, I've not played it yet. Who's oh been God, playing the most Trials in the office? Uh, IGN's UK, I can, uh, IGN UK's Big Cheese, Ian Chambers. International. Yes, he's the international. Big Cheese International. International Of IGN, rider. everything. The two, two-wheeled master. Overlord. The muddy boss. <laughs> <laughs> the piranha. <laughs> yes. One might say he's wheelie good. One could say that. Well, Jonathan Ross would. Be a bit of a dick. Um, <laughs> but earlier You're in the so week, pleased Ian, about that. Yeah, very pleased. Earlier in the week, Ian was topping all the leaderboards. They weren't Before populated. the game had come out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he was there. He, was, he got gold and zero faults on all the tracks. But this is brilliant. They had a launch party the other night. And uh, so me, Daniel Bex and Ian went down. And uh, so basically it was an event by U- Ubisoft who invited 10 Trials fans to come down and hang out, get a chance to win stuff. And so they all thought the they game. were pretty tasty. Yeah, they all thought they were pretty good. And they are. Um, and they were good. But um, we went down there and uh, the 
PR said, uh, Ollie said, uh, oh yeah, you can go and set your time on the single player, or you can have a go on multiplayer. You play multiplayer, you win a prize, blah, blah, blah. So Ian went straight for the room that had a single player, beeline, like straight away, came out about two minutes later. Like went, T1000. Yeah, top of the leaderboard. <laughs> so, and then went home. <laughs> right, first go, fastest time. Job done. Was it the fastest and he's like, time Tom, of the whole he's our boss. That's <laughs> our boss. We thought we should have gone in with like a cape and be like his pimp man, you know, like... <laughs> he should have had music, I think, when he walked into it that room like done, a wrestler. Yeah. A, a question about it, though. Do you think it's going to be a game that has much longevity? Yes. I yeah. think so, because yeah. um, a lot of people... you could, It comes with a really sophisticated level editor. Right. So people can make their own tracks, and that's what the team who made the game used to build the tracks. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's a really so simple can, idea, but yeah. it's so brilliantly put together. Yeah. Awesome. All right, I'm going to play it later today. Yeah, it's Do really it, good. You, you always want to beat your friends' times as well. I mean, I was playing the original Trials a couple of months ago, just me back and forth going with one of my friends, just topping each other's time. And uh, people people who love that, like, love Trials. So, yeah, they'll, they'll be yeah. playing it. Because you can see a lead, like a custom leaderboard of all your friends. So yeah. not everyone, just your friends. See if who's sort of jumped over you. But we, we play some Trials, some multiplayer. Yeah, and we, uh, yeah, it was quite funny actually because we were having a, f a game between ourselves and then, uh, oh, we're playing with a guy called Aaron as well. So say hello, Aaron, who was joining us for a lot of the night. Um, but we were, we were stood and we saw GameSpot playing on a machine. So we went over just to see how they were getting on. We saw Cameron and um, Jane there. And we were sort of watching over their shoulders trying to figure out if they were better than us or on the <laughs> Before same you level. made your move. Yeah. And then we went to Ollie, the <laughs> PO. We were like, can you set up a game between us I really and wanted GameSpot? to have something to throw down. <laughs> Some sort of gauntlet, but we didn't have one. <laughs> just a woolly glove. But just your little lace glove that you were wearing. little lace glove wear. like, <laughs> but anyway, handling they, books. they accepted the challenge. The rules were that we were playing seven games, two heat and it was the accumulated scores yeah. so between the two players so on me and Tom team. were on one Bail team obviously bailouts allowed yeah. Yeah. So they Tom and I were on one team we they are on one team so it was combined scores skill bailouts are part of the yeah, they are definitely uh, yeah. part gotta learn it and we won we won so <laughs> like like considerably or uh, the problem was I did had a do not finish quite early on so I was playing catch yeah. most of the way but then Jane also did the same yeah. so it you was quite close competing against Jane I was competing against Cameron yeah so we were quite happy with our victory. So we were the best. Yeah, we were the best. Right. Um, so <laughs> then, IGN was number then, so we were one. quite smug with ourselves. And then Tom had quite a few beers at that point. Oh so he no. sent he sent a glossing tweet from the IGN UK <laughs> Twitter what? account. Why not? <laughs> yeah. And then we felt but then we got a bit more had a few more beers. We we're like, oh, should we retweet it from the international account? I'm gonna get on the phone to Tina and see if she'd retweet it, but um, probably not a good idea. Probably not a good idea. <laughs> um but yeah, we also won a trials um cutout for the office so that will be coming to the office nice. soon and what, what um, did Ian win for being top of the leaderboard he wasn't by the end of the night got, uh, yeah. really well, that's yeah. what happens yeah. you can't peak too soon good mugs as well Beg Bet's got a mug Holding you love now. mugs do you yeah have you seen it oh, I haven't seen it it's like a man evolving and then the Into man is on a bike. It's the, uh, the evolution of man. Is that what they call it? Evolution of man, yeah. yeah. And he's on his motorbike. The of man. Survival of the fastest. So uh, Yeah, but Bex really wanted the mug. So we said, if you win multiplayer, you get a, a free mug. You get to choose a mug or a t-shirt. Bex looked straight into the eyes of the Ubisoft PR and went, can we just have one? <laughs> Tom, Tom said I look like the orphan from the film The Orphan. No, wait, wait. That was a, that was that's quite a long conversation that ended with me saying you were like uh, the girl from the orphan, Esther. It was uh, it, it was the fact that you gave him such a withering look, and Charlie said, "Yeah, it's, sometimes it's a bit like a child out of a, a a horror film." And I suggested Esther from the orphan, and if you've seen the orphan, that's probably quite bad. Anyway, the other exciting news is you've, or most of you, have seen the Avengers Assemble. Assemble. Yeah, Sorry. Marvel Avengers Assemble. Yeah. That title screen is awful, isn't it? It yeah. just seems so like. That's the only thing in the film it. that I kind of thought I didn't really like was the title screen. I said Assemble. So to, uh, Tom and Dan saw it week before me. So what did you guys think? You've had time to formulate your uh, thoughts. Yeah. We, so we went down last week with Keza and we just thought it was brilliant, didn't we? Yeah, I so think. I was getting really excited because I heard the buzz on Twitter because it was screened early in the week in the States and you were being like a kind of moderating influence yeah, like, let's not get our hopes up because um, yeah I've been burned like that before so I kind of went in with low expectations and uh, they were met like and exceeded it wasn't shit <laughs> no, it was but to start off with I was worried I was really worried because it's, a bit it's such a slow going. burner to start off but with but I think that's one of the reasons why it's good because he lays a lot of the groundwork and then in the last hour and a half it just goes for it. Yeah. It's great. And I also think it's one of the funniest films I've seen all year. Like, genuine belly laughs. Yeah, in that movie. genuine, genuine belly laughs. Let's keep laughs. it spoiler-free, but what did kind of surprise you about the movie that you weren't expecting? I think Hulk. 
Because I think yeah. going into that film, Hulk was the kind of this conspicuous weak link. He's had a couple of films that have um, been kind of critically sort of mixed reviews. And people are like, how are you going to integrate him? Is he going to be a villain? And he's just brilliant in it. I think it's because he's much more of a hero in that film. I, th- I would say how well proportioned each hero gets the, sc- the screen time is proportioned out. Um, it's not in balance, really. It's is not it? in balance at all. Uh, yeah, without spoiling too much, I think maybe there's a couple of characters who don't get quite as much. Yeah. But um, I expected Iron Man to dominate, and he's a big presence in it, but he's not. He's it's, almost like the quip master there. Yeah, he's like the jaws of the film. He just comes in, has his one-liner, like destroys everything, and then just like comes out again. It's great. He's really good. The, the interplay between them is as, is as fun to watch as the fighting, I thought. Yeah, yes. definitely. And, definitely. I, and I think Thor really shines uh, as a part of the Avengers. Rather, I thought his movie, to be honest, was a bit yeah. dull. But it, as part of the Avengers, he just makes so yeah. much more sense. I think this, the dialogue scenes where they're around, around tables mm. are some of the best set pieces in the movie. It's not like, you know, the, the climax in New York. The, the surprise for me with Scully Hansen was Black Widow because I didn't even really know. I can't even remember her from Iron Man 2. She just made so little impact on me. And she's great in here. She's such she's a really forceful good. presence. And she really is an integral part of that team. I, gu- I guess Hawkeye is maybe... Yeah, he's... But I think, I, I think that's but... to do with the character. You know, you're surrounded by the world's greatest superheroes and you're the guy with a bow and arrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so it's just like... But I'm really good with it. I he's am. like, in terms of, yeah, I've got bow and arrow. He's a modern but day to, Robin to counter Hood. that, they did something interesting with him, which... Yeah, no, I only think he's fine. Here, but... Um, and he also, likes getting his guns out a lot. For me, it was by far the biggest film I've ever seen. Like, it was just getting bigger and bigger <laughs> and bigger. It's huge. I don't know how what much do money they big? spend on it. In terms of the, the size of the action set pieces and <laughs> the, the destruction. At the end, it was IMAX. <laughs> it was just the destruction on screen was mental. But I think they were really savvy with it. Like, uh, the scale that they played on was really big. They were on the helicarrier for a lot of it, but... Um, the way they do it, they're actually just in rooms within the helicarrier, and the, the, like obviously they had a budget budget constraints, and they could have gone mental with it, but actually they've done really well. We're making it more of a character piece yeah. as well. Yeah. But then when the action set pieces happen, they're I really also, really impressive. I like how you've got all those heroes, but in the movie, almost every pairing has some kind of scene together. Yes, to knit them together as a team. Yeah, yeah. it's Iron Man and Captain America, or Thor and Hulk, and it kind by the end you can see why they would be a team. It's it's just great, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, two thumbs up. Yeah, the, the thumbs. Dark Knight Rises really has a lot to li- live up to now. I think because in terms of like the Batman nailing a dark side of comic books, this really nailed the the technical side of comic books. I think the the really brought yeah, this is like reading actually, a comic. Yeah, it's definitely the best Marvel film I've I, ever seen. Yes, we called you out on Twitter with that comparison. Like, how can you compare those two? Yeah. Well. <laughs> Clearly, you can because they're too big to superhero. Movies, so. <laughs> but maybe we'll, we'll talk. We'll revisit it again once it's come out, and we'll talk a bit more about the villains of the piece because we don't want to give anything away. But yeah, there's stuff to be said there. And there's some well. amazing one-liners in it, and I really want to talk about them. But um, <laughs> we'll save those so that you can enjoy them for yourself. Good stuff. There you go. <laughs> Back in the room, Alex. Yeah, sorry, it's because <laughs> I haven't seen it, and oh, I don't no, want to spoil it. So yeah. I just I put a piece of cheese in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you come and bear it. Uh, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I can't think of any no, guys. I don't want to think about cheese puns. Yeah. Uh, what about what about that other big movie that's coming out this summer? Prometheus. Well, Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> yeah, that one. I, I don't care about Prometheus. Tell me about Dark Knight We're Rises. We're excited about Prometheus. Well, I went and saw the first ten minutes of Prometheus as well. Yeah, but well. I want to know about Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about it. But that's what I was talking about. I wasn't talking about Prometheus. You tell me. You're the Batman boy. It's coming out on July. <laughs> On July. <laughs> Come on, bad boy. Uh, man July 20th. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's quite late, isn't it? It's soon. It's not long now. <laughs> all, right. all right. Let's talk about Prometheus instead. Yeah, I saw the first 10 minutes of Prometheus and I interviewed all the cast. Uh, they don't, they're not letting me put on the, the interviews online yet, so I don't know if I can really talk about them. Well, but this is not technically going online, is it? It's going on the uh, airwaves. But um, well, the cool thing I got out of the interviews is uh, Ridley Scott talking about the fact that he has ideas for sequels and he's definitely going to direct them because obviously he passed over the reins from Alien to, to James Cameron for Aliens. But oh man, can you imagine what's, James Cameron what, went on? Was that not a rumour? Was that not circulating on Twitter that. on Twitter the other day that James Cameron said he would do a sequel? It was it was an April Fool. It was an April Fool, oh, and that's the reason happened. I asked him. The that's, internet would melt. That's why I asked him, and Ridley Scott was basically, "Yeah, I'm not giving this one up." And, and then stuff. Michael Bay doing the third one. 
Oh, Fincher, get Fincher back. Yeah, man, this is getting really good. Know anything about Prometheus at the moment? So how can you say that you would like James Cameron to direct a sequel? And plus, I just told you he's not Ridley Scott to direct sequels. That was my point at the beginning of this. But um, yeah, the first ten minutes look exceptional. Um, the 3D was good. Is it mainly on Earth? First um, ten minutes. Well, you're not allowed to talk about it. No, I've I've written it written up on the site. Um. No, the first three minutes is on Earth, and oh. then you're into on the Isle of Skye in Scotland. Oh. Interestingly enough, and then they you can go onto the site to read it because I don't want to say too much here again. Mm-hmm. But then you're on the spaceship with them all waking up like the beginning of Alien, and then they're explained their mission or what they're told their mission is, Ooh. and then kind of so that's so quite a lot happens in the first ten minutes. Yeah. It's not like a really long drawn out credit sequence and then that was it. No, quite a brief credit sequence. Actually, it was just the title of the film and some facts um, flashing up on screen about the spaceship. (laughs) Like like a computer. The golf ball has 336 dimples. (laughs) Does it? Yeah, it does. We've been just waiting for some facts, just random facts. That is a good fact. That is a good fact, isn't it? There you go, knowledge. Oh, yeah, but go online yeah. if you want to read more about what we what I found out about Prometheus. But they've done some really cool marketing stuff this week as well, haven't they? With the David, David trailer and then also the GIF of David, which I think is brilliant. Um, so I haven't seen the GIF yet. Oh uh, yeah, I, po- I posted it this morning and it's brilliant. But um, yeah, check out the David trailer because it's super creepy. Happy birthday, David. <laughs> is that from uh, 2001? I don't know. What does he say... What's the guy in... Oh, it doesn't matter. Let's move it's on. It's called Dave. Is it Dave? Yeah. I cannot do yeah. that, Dave. Yeah. Does he say happy birthday, Dave? I want to take time? a chill pill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, let's move on. What else have we been doing? Well, we haven't, but we've got someone in to decorate the, our podcasting room. Is that really interesting? I don't know, but Krupa <laughs> wants to talk about it. Why don't you put it on? <laughs> I just wanted to put it on because this the room that we record the podcast in currently smells like paint. Yeah. If, this, this, if this episode's worse than usual, that's probably why and we've got a giant expedit um, <laughs> bookcase from Ikea which we're currently filling with uh, cool stuff we should maybe take a photo of it yeah. put it online and get people to suggest what we should get in there because it's, it's looking a bit bare yeah well, we're just starting to fill it up and obviously we're going to replace things as we go along this is just the, f- the start uh, see I'd quite like to have the evolution of the console so everyone is like the ascent of the console and you end with a PS4 because <laughs> I've got one of those under my desk Ah, because mm. that God of Four announcement last yeah. week. Yeah, that's good. God yeah, of that War. was definitely on. That was definitely going to be on PS4. Mm. Right, well, it. that's it. I'd seen the the shackles hidden in the, the <laughs> teaser and all that stuff, man. <laughs> it said it in your cereal that that's morning. Yeah. And then the last bit of news this week was well, not even news. We need it's an opportunity. It is an opportunity. Basically, Daniel doesn't have a chair to sit in on the podcast. We're looking for a human being to sit underneath him for three months. <laughs> Can that be the same guy that Jonathan Ross has requested? <laughs> uh, double, up. double up. Depends. Yeah, double up. Then again, he wanted someone that was oiled up, and it, you couldn't have someone uh, who was oiled up to sit on because you keep slipping off. Never funny, it'd be funny though. <laughs> I'd love to keep seeing you slip off. <laughs> during a the small to- a Turkish boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your little Turkish delight. Yeah. I <laughs> know, oh, but actually, we're looking for an editorial assistant. Uh, so, someone who is smart and bright and can write and do brilliant things. Uh, you rapping? <laughs> I mean, <but> shit raps. <laughs> Smart. Well, I didn't say you were a good rapper, so are you rapping? A song from The Sound of Music. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're looking for an editorial assistant. The best way to uh, register your interest is to email us at ignukjobs at ign.com. And what should they... Um Send in a... Or, t- uh, or text Alex Simmons on 07. <laughs> um, uh, send CV in your CV. And a covering letter. Covering letter and your bank account details, including <laughs> where to send me money. But where have we posted details of the job so they know what they're applying for? It's uh, on the site and we have tweeted it. So and it's on our Facebook to, uh, page as yeah, well. Yeah, it's on our IGN Facebook UK. page as well. Um, yeah. So do that. But basically, it's an entry-level job. It is. So yeah. um, the idea is that you will learn lots of interesting stuff and, of course, you'll get to sit near us. <laughs> and touch Daniel. That's good. He's Os- a lucky gnome. Osmosis. He's a monkey gnome. He's a lucky gnome. <laughs> Somebody wants to touch me on Twitter. Um, I wouldn't touch you there. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, <laughs> it's the longest, that. most digressive preamble yeah. ever. We don't have a talking point on. <laughs> to the news. And last week's rumour have come true. God of War 4 is real, although it's actually called God of War Ascension. Um, it's not. Well, actually, it doesn't. It's a format been announced for it. 
Daniel Creeper. Yeah, it's PS3. Okay. <laughs> so the PlayStation 4 rumors were untrue. God damn it. Uh, but apparently it's going to be a prequel. Uh, obviously it's going to have Kratos, but it's going to be Kratos who is before the kind of God of War as we know, most likely as the leader of a Spartan army. But other than that, I ain't got a bloody this clue. Is Sparta. <laughs> Can he say that? Tom and I were uh, discussing maybe. this this morning. If it's a prequel before he's like, you know, he's gone mental and batshit and he's a god or a demigod, can he just be working in an office? Or, or same Which some sort of banal job. I'd probably what, suit and tie. Yeah, just get hanged with tattoos. paper jams. And <laughs> with tattoos. Yeah. Or maybe, like, <laughs> it's before he has tattoos and halfway through the game he goes into the tattoo pars looking through the books to see what to have. Maybe a Celtic brand up his arm or something like that. Or his mum's name. But no, he goes for a lightning bolt down his face. And that sets him off. Yeah. On his, on his path of vengeance. I used to live with someone, half of their body had zebra stripes tattoos <laughs> that is a fact what were they saving for the other half or was that a choice uh, I think it was a choice okay. Bex would you go out with a man with a giant tattoo of lightning down his face um, yeah yeah, yeah. There I you knew go. that was now <laughs> oh my god oh my god I know maybe a couple of our listeners are probably going out to a tattoo oh my god oh my god okay no I always Sorry. thought a good name for a Star Wars tattoo this would be Tatooine be good Amazing. yeah Okay. Anyway, God of War, exciting. <laughs> One of the other I'm things not. it said was it was before the rage surrounded him as well, Kratos. And that's like one of the biggest criticisms, especially from the, the PlayStation mm. team in America, IGN. They always complain that uh, he's pretty one-dimensional and just, just that angry. angry. He's the so, God of War. Yeah. So if, it's, <laughs> so if it's before when he was like assistant to the God of War and he was slightly less angry, I think that'll... that'll well, you got to work uh, your way up, haven't you? Yeah. And get and you get angrier yeah. the the higher the higher you climb. You don't want to get too angry. No, but you start entry level. Because we were thinking about um, maybe he's just going to be the ambassador of war. He's like the Hulk, isn't he? The ambassador of war. Yeah. The ambassador of war. <laughs> he likes the idea. The of it, but He's not fully sold yet. <laughs> I like that. Sorry, what are you saying? I don't. Bollocks. Don't never use the word viceroy in this podcast again. Well, it's a Star Wars yeah. Phantom Menace. Yeah. Yeah. Use the so, Amidala so, oh, accent, though, if you do so, it. The slightly yeah. racist Japanese accent. Oh, I don't fight, right? Amazing. <laughs> gonna be tough. Same as his Chinese one. Why do you hate <laughs> Oriental people? I do Tom? not. Uh, so, yeah, God of War 4 is a prequel. God of War 4, yes. Creeper. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Miyamoto has been speaking to a Spanish newspaper, El Mundo. Is that news? That's it. But it's news for them. <laughs> okay. They have nothing else to print. Um, in that uh, in that story, they reported that he said or implied to them that the new Mario game for Wii U would be displayed or unveiled at E3 this year. Mm-hmm. And since that time, Nintendo have confirmed that will be happening, and it will be based on the Mario experience that was showcased last year. So Which is that the thing Mario like the, me? Yeah, it was like the, and the, all the mini games. Where you're running around, chasing each other. Yeah. No, the Super Mario experience on show was the Mario Super Mario Meet, wasn't it? Where yeah, but was that not? Oh, maybe yeah, but that was Mario characters. So I wonder whether. Oh, do you think they mean Chase games. Me as well? Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Mm. We'll see. Yeah. Imagine that. Reveal. That's his killer uh, title. Yeah. Mario, Mario Chase Mario, Me. Chase Me. That'd Chase be Mario. The, <laughs> the biggest announcement <laughs> in the world. Chase That's Mario. Amazing. Kiss Chase Mario. And it, uh, it comes out with Tickle Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to almost said something that I was going to regret, but I'm not going to say that. Did it involve Peach? Yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gone. Peel Peach. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Explain it, please. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. And he also said, it's also been confirmed that Pikmin 3 will also be at E3 this year been waiting on Pikmin 3 for quite a long time but your mum's well excited yeah but she doesn't have a Wii U so I said well, well no one does yet I know, I know but she, she did she that'd be amazing she just bought an iPad right um, 3 and did she have a Wii um, no she had a GameCube well, she I can't believe you're still laughing at Wii stuff <laughs> she's 50 after what 5 years <laughs> it's just funny the My, Wii what did she's she have a Wii before she got one? That's what. That's well, she was excited, yes. Yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> she's 58. Show some respect, Tom. She's got a Wii bladder. I don't know. She might be. I don't know. So, um, to ma- to a new Mario was going to be announced by Nintendo E3. What a surprise. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. That, that'll, you know. Is Mario that s- games are good. They, of course they're that's good. That's the thing. Yeah, of but it's good. no surprise, is it? But I'm just saying, no shit, Sherlock. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's, but, uh, I don't know if it's something on along the lines of Mario Galaxy or 3D Land well yeah but if it's based on that experience it doesn't Wii. sound like it's going to be doesn't, doesn't as it? innovative like it's not going to be Mario Universe or 
I'm sure Nintendo will pull it out of the bag and it'll be something ridiculously amazing. But um, I don't know. Mario Brothers Wii was never really that much fun. I didn't think it was good. Like it sells it was well, and it's yeah. a good co-op game. And yeah, mm. but it's not the game that you want to have for launch, is it? No. We will see. Uh, when is E3? It's uh, beginning of June, isn't it? The fourth, fifth, something like that. Keep your eyes peeled to IGN. We'll get, have all the latest news. Bex. <laughs> uh, yeah, Crisis Free has been announced. Um, and it's going to be in New York, but in a jungle in New York. Like mm. I Am Legend. Did I see an I Am Legend? No. Just an actual jungle in a nanodome. It's got an, ur- so an urban rainforest. It's Springfield. Sorry, Simpsons the movie crossed with, with Under I the Am Dome Legend. by Stephen King as well. <laughs> What's a nanodome? Um, it's a small dome? Like a... But it's, yeah, a it's, like, like, it's a bit like the Eden Project. It's like Springfield the movie. Yeah. Spring- so why do you keep saying that? Simpsons the movie, <laughs> where they cover it Springfield with a dome. Or Biodome. You ever seen that movie? Biodome, yeah. Kylie Minogue. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> Just, yeah, you had me at Kylie. <laughs> Is this a good idea? Um, well, I don't know. Let me tell you a little bit Ooh. more about it. <laughs> um, it's going to be split into seven separate areas called the Seven Wonders. And it will see Prophet use all new alien and nano suit tech to hunt and survive on a revenge mission against the Cell Corporation. Are you reading that out? <laughs> no, that's out of my head. Okay. <laughs> Crisis 3. Did you play Crisis 2, Chris? I have never had a computer that Powerful. can run Powerful. Crisis, so I, there's no point both, in my mind both, doing it on both console. Both available on Xbox. Both now available on Xbox, um, yeah. But the weird, I like the, like the kind of weird level design arithmetic that they've done. In the first Crisis game, it was set on a tropical island. The second game was set in New York. So the third one, tropical New York. Yeah. <laughs> it's clever. And, um, can the next one be in York? York. <laughs> the Minster, York, York. Betty's Tea Rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot them up. In, 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 in York with an umbongo. <laughs> Oh. oh, lilt. <laughs> that is the totally <laughs> tropical taste, isn't it, after all? That is true. <laughs> you heard it here first. Crisis 4, set in York with Umbongo. <laughs> is there any Halo 4 news? Bex? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, got Just a release. switching the page in her head. <clears throat> got a release date confirmed yep. for um, the 6th November this year. So that sounds like it's going up ahead against Call of Duty. That will be obviously no Call of Duty game has been announced yet. Okay, but <laughs> but probably COD two yeah. will be around, out around that time. You right? would you'd imagine that's when and every other COD War Face Fighter man yeah. shooting me face man shooting me face man is that, is that an yeah. old English shooting game? <laughs> <laughs> William Tell the video game. Yeah, <laughs> Medal of Honor. Yes, that's out around that time. So yeah, it's going to go up against all the shooters. Yeah, out of those three. Which one would you go for? Creeper. Probably Codblops. Yeah. I'd Butler? rather play Codblops than Halo, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, no, all Medal of Honor. Uh, Chris, which, uh, one, which one would you be after? Probably, probably Cod, I reckon, although I'm, I'm more of a Modern Warfare God, fan. God, you, you use Cod money hats. Listen to you. Well, well, only only found on Spec Ops. Cod, I'd much rather play Cod. Oh, everyone. What about you, Alex? I'm going to go Medal of Honor. Nice. Yeah. What about you? I'll say Halo just to even out. There you go. <laughs> just to be different. I, don't, I think it's safe to say we're not big Halo fans here in this Kendall's circle. quite a big Halo no. fan. She's got a lot of but Halo. That's what I'm yeah. But we're not. Yeah, I've never have I, been. I just feel like I've had my fill of Halo. I don't need to. But then again, it's not as if Call, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 is going to do anything <laughs> new, is it? So. <laughs> no, I don't know if Call of Duty yet. Yeah. No, apparently it's set in a jungle I need in New York. My Call of Duty yeah. tolerance is a lot higher than my Halo tolerance. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not a fan of sci-fi shooters as a rule. That's yeah. the thing. I like real guns as opposed to they lasers. They make better noises, don't they? Mm. Real guns <laughs> mm. than lasers. I like guns. Guns are good. <laughs> uh, don't like some of the little halo aliens that run around as well. They're annoying, they're not, aren't they? They look they're little shit. Yeah. And they look stupid. Yeah. Good. Agreed. Like after however many halo games, it's like, all right, I get the idea now. Don't like them. Uh, I have the next bit of news, and this is another game with guns, Alex. So prepare to get excited. Okay, James Bond uh, game, 007 Legends, has been announced by by Activision, in development by Eurocom, the people who gave us the Goldeneye Reloaded. 
They're saying it's uh, going to have an original overarching storyline that ties together six classic Bond movies, including the forthcoming Skyfall, which is the 23rd film in the franchise. It promises to equip players with state-of-the-art spy gadgets and arsenal of weapons, including uh, Bond's signature Walther PPK, and also sleek vehicles <laughs> to various exotic yeah. locations. You know, it says... What's that? It's going to stitch together six classic Bond movies. Do you think it'll so, be violently mashed work? together? So how's that going to work? Because obviously there's... That sounds like it's going to be six different Bonds, right? We've had six Bond actors. Well, why, right? do you, why do you think it means it's six different Bonds? Why would they stitch t- six movies together and put there's Daniel only a Craig of that, in all of them? A, yeah. Well, I don't think they necessarily have to put Daniel Craig in all of them. I just I think I, it has to be the six stories that work together the best. Yeah, and it, I can see them maybe... They could... It could be Daniel Craig across all of them. Because be. Daniel Craig was in the last GoldenEye, wasn't he? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, in the GoldenEye reboot. And he was in reboot. Bloodstone, wasn't he? Did I don't want to see s- Daniel Craig doing on a Majesty's Secret Service. Did it it's say just... in the press release that, that there was going to be all six Bonds in it, though? Or no, did I, I think... Well, no, we, 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 we've inferred this. Crooks right. and Butler I've, told me this was what it was, and then I, I read no, it. And I was no, like, no, no, we wildly inferred that. That'd be a lot more interesting, but it'll probably just be enemies like popping up and going... Yeah. I don't want to see Daniel Craig in all of those. I want to play as Dalton. Dalton. But if it's first person, you won't even know Tom. You can imagine Dalton. Like any game. Yeah. Like There's you do no when you play Half-Life. That is a very good point. Yeah, just always imagine point. Dalton. Yeah, I'm always Dalton. I'm always thinking I'm Dalton. Walking Croops, around. when you wrote it up, you put a poll on the site to ask, ask our readers which Bond they'd most like to see yeah. in there, which film rather, and what came top? A Casino Royale. Casino Royale. Because there, no, there was no adaptation made of that game. Of that movie, mm. I mean, obviously it was a great Bond movie. Mm. So I think there's a hunger for that. Which is weird but when you look back and think they didn't do a, a Casino Royale game. Yeah, it would have been rubbish. Though. Pony, yeah, yeah. would it? Probably it could have been great, for a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they 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 took the uh, they had to take all the other Bonds out of Goldeneye, the, the video game, because they were all going to be in there when they like Moore and Connery, and then at the yeah. last minute oh, they, not- they won't do it because they have to push the current. Yeah, and we was, I guess image rights as well. Yeah. Like, I don't know if Connery. I don't know. Yeah. Would he have a case? Would he have to? Would and also, if they want vo- proper voice acting in, yeah, Sean Connery would never do that. Would Everyone it? can do Connery. Imagine if they got Daniel <laughs> Craig doing impressions of all of them. Bex, can you do Sean Connery impression? I don't know what he sounds like. <laughs> I sure. don't know what Sean Connery sounds like. Um, he's Scottish. He's Scottish. No, I've you, never seen James Bond, so yeah. you've never seen a Bond film. <laughs> no. What? I'm not bothered. Right. Fair enough. Fair, <laughs> Fair enough. enough. It's going to be like Mission Impossible, But it's more a case of how have you actually managed to avoid it? You've had a bank holiday Monday, haven't you? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you you've had Christmases, right? <laughs> you know you're working at IGN. <laughs> 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 no, nah, it's not bothered. Fair enough. Um, who's got the last bit of news? I have, but Hunger Games action. Um, have you seen the Hunger Games movie, Chris? No, I did see Cabin in the Woods last night. They're very good. It's very good, yeah, yeah. Some but, good yeah, movies no. this year. Yeah, Some good movies for genre. Most of them by Joss Whedon, though. Yes, all of them. <laughs> but we're all fans of the Hunger Games that have seen it, aren't we? Yep. My uh, mum was as well. She texted me last night to say she'd been to see it and loved it. Oh, that's good so the director Gary Ross, who did a <laughs> what's up? Uh, Alex dissing my mum. <laughs> dissing your mum. I'm just pleased to know that she liked it. <laughs> it's fair to say the director Gary Ross did a did a good job because he could have messed that up. What about well, the director? He is just some. <laughs> What's up? Chief Interrupter, what is your problem today? Sorry. This has been the worst podcast I've ever had. <laughs> no, it's been the good. The first 10 minutes of this is you three interrupting each other for 10 minutes. Oh, God. That's got Get nothing to it. do with me. Get on with it. Right? <laughs> well, have you finished, Alex? Have I, I finished? want to hear about the Hunger Games sequel. Have you finished having a laugh? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. It's all got a bit tense. Trash talk. It's just hard work. Come on. Okay, so the director has pulled out because he says there's not enough time uh, to get the Hunger, the Hunger Games sequel catching fire out for next year. So they're searching around for a director now. Why would it have to be out for next year? Because they, they've they got a... It's, it's really boring, but That's basically... That's a valid question. Yeah, yeah, no. Basically, the actress has signed up for X-Men 2, which oh. shoots in January. So they've got to shoot it between now and, and December. Idiots. Uh, yeah, well, I think it's going to mean... It just means it's going to be a rubbish film if, yeah. they've got, if they're giving themselves that little time. Hence, mm. the director's pulled out. So Joe Cornish they spoke to about directing it, apparently. Hopefully he said mm. no. Uh, yes, I believe so. Um... <laughs> The people they were up for it, David Cronenberg. What? He did second unit on the first one. Did he? Yeah, apparently so. That would be weird. Uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah, take that. Pretty good. Just lean with uh, everything. But the favourite now, right now is the bloke who directed I Am Legend, Francis Lawrence, who made half a good film. 
yeah. with I Am Legend, didn't he? But yeah. then there wasn't a studio that scuppered the end yeah, of that. Yeah, that's what's been put There'll out There'll be less there. CG as well, so... Yeah, so that could be a good choice. And he's free, apparently. <laughs> They're just desperate for someone that's free between now and the end of the year. I mean, free good, or is, is available. Like, just free. He <laughs> doesn't charge. <laughs> just wants to work. I'll do it. He'll just have the free buffet lunch. <laughs> well, like you say, it's worrying because that director that pulled out, Gary Ross, said in his statement, as a writer and a director, I simply don't have the time I need to write and prep the movie I want to make. Right. That's not good. So, yeah, bad times for Catching Fire, but we'll see. They'll, they should announce it in the next couple of weeks who's actually got the gig. There you go. And that's Hunger Games news. That is indeed, well, that's everything for the news. So let's move on to trailer of the week. And we've got, or oh, quite a long one, Dishonored released a cinematic trailer this week that uh, puts a little bit of backstory into the game. What was the uh, phrase that they've... they've they coined this was this goes back to Gamescom. So yeah. we talked about this on the Gamescom specials, but Tom and I went to the Bethesda stand and so dishonored um bit of gameplay and um a presentation and it was supernatural assassin in a retro future dystopia. Yeah. <laughs> well look, if you want to see what that looks dystopian like, retro and, future. And you know what you know what Alex, that's quite a conspicuous fa- phrase. So when somebody says it seven times <laughs> in twenty minutes, <laughs> you really kinda of, it's not Darren Brown. Right. <laughs> retro uh, future. Retro, fu- yeah. retro future dystopia. If you want to know what that looks like, then check out this trailer. You! Outside the door! What are you doing? Stop him! What do you think? Looks really good. This year's Bioshock. Bio- Surely Bioshock Infinite is this year's Bioshock. Well, yeah. Or, or this, uh, this year's Assassin's Bioshock. Creed. Yeah, it looks like a really interesting setting. Mm. I like the design. Mm. Uh, there is some really interesting stuff that you can do as a supernatural assassin as well. Like yeah, you can, you can um, like transfer your mind into an animal and then scurry around as a rat and do really cool stuff. Yeah, so what are his powers? You can stop time, it looked like. You can yeah. um, communicate to animals. So you can summon, summon a pack... What's the collective noun for rats? Don't know. I thought you'd know that. Lots. Yes. Isn't it a... Pack no, it's not. Oh, it's a, uh, I thought it was a it, mischief. It's something weird, Maybe like a murder. And that's crazy. That's crows. Anyway, so you can <laughs> order rats to like, consume someone, so all they leave behind is just their skeleton. Um, and that ties in with the plague. Yeah, I, d- I don't... It's kind of a weird setting, because people are dressed as almost like cavaliers in that. It's candelabras, because that's your retro, I guess. Yeah, that's your retro. Um... And also the slightly H.G. Wells War of the Worlds tripod things. Yeah, they're really cool. I remember when we saw the demo, they were like... Running around the city. Pretty tough to, to beat as well. Because what they emphasised when we saw the game is you can go through... This is what they said at the time, this might have changed, but they said you could go through the entire game without killing anyone. If you wanted to play it like that, you could just play it So can I just say, a group of rats is either called a pack or a mischief. Hey. Thank you. Well done. There you go. What do I win? You win. <laughs> you get Mark. to keep your job. <laughs> you get to there be on go. the podcast next week. <laughs> um, so that yeah, Dishonored. It looks like it could be. It's with Bethesda, right? Bethesda. Yes. So we're looking open world. Yeah, but so obviously that is a CG trailer. Yeah. But um, it's all based on stuff that you can do in the game. So you will be running across roofs. You will be jumping down and assassinating people and using your powers to kind of dodge bullets and, and ting. I seem so. to remember there was something to do with gates that only certain people could go through. Do you remember this from the demo? I remember each level having multiple pathways. Yeah, but there was a thing about a gate and you had to reverse the polarity so you, people could go through one way but not yeah, go yeah. through that the other. Was the, so that was shown in the demo when like uh, people were torched and they ran away and then they hit what looked like, I don't know, an electric fence or something and just disintegrated. Yeah. So, so I imagine that's how they'll partition off like yeah. the world and stuff to, yeah. to keep you in there. But yeah, I think the world is the interesting bit. So uh, look forward to seeing more on that at E3, I should imagine. Yep. So what's next? Is it um, listener feedback? Uh, well, first, let's, uh, let's look at the games and movies that are coming out. <laughs> Shall we? Yes. Connect Star Wars. No longer at number one. No surprise, really. Um, uh, that's dropped down to number four. Thief Street back at number one, which I'm still amazed by. Who's buying Thief Street? Kids on the street. Kids on the street are playing Thief Street. <laughs> Football hobos. Um, uh, only one new entry, Pandora's Tower, the Japanese RPG on Nintendo uh, Wii, went in at number what? 32. 
11. Nope. It's in the 30s, isn't it? Uh, maybe. Chris? 35. Nope. Bex? 36. Nope. <laughs> one. <laughs> yes, it went in number one. No, uh, number 38. It's not very good, is it? We would have got there, I think. Well, yeah, but Jesus Christ, this podcast would have been three hours long. Um, the problem with Wii RPGs is, is at this point, the most, most people who are buying games for Wii are probably like buying kids' games, right? I was going to say, it's quite good for a Wii JRPG. Yeah. Mm. Surprising this in the top. But I think board. most people at this point they've probably given up on their Wii's and aren't really that bothered well, about it. Well the Zelda debut out that debuted at seven, didn't it? That Zelda. Did it? Yeah. Something like that, I think. I remember. Yeah. I recall. So anyway, what new games are out, Daniel Cooper? Um, just two big games this week. Um one that we haven't spoken much about uh, is Trials Evolution. <laughs> and then What's the other that? one that I don't know. Some nonsense with bikes and hills. And then the other game is The Witcher Two, which Keza <coughs> reviewed the beginning of this week mm. and she gave it an 8.5 saying it's one of the best RPGs around yeah a proper she, grown up RPG yeah. for adults and I've heard nothing, nothing but good things about it yeah yeah Bex um, your friend went to an event uh, so did Keza, yeah. Witcher 2 what happened yeah well I saw him at the trials event and he'd just been to the Witcher event which happened on the same night and he was like he was like oh yeah I, they put me in shackles and poured a bucket of water over my head <laughs> And then he turned off the trials and it was all wet. So you, I think it was an, uh, a role play. Sounds rubbish. Don't want to play that. Uh, like you had to go and you were going to be a character from the thing and they yeah. gave you like a role playing like experience. It was like a proper live experience. Yeah. Interactive theatre. Yeah. Kind of. Keza loved yes, it. Exactly. Did she? Yeah. yeah, she was sounds yeah, like my idea of hell. It. <laughs> it sounds my idea. Like, I think like, you get you know, getting involved in doing that thing is, is funny but like getting poured a bucket of water <laughs> over your head that's not it's funny. Not it's like fuck off. Did they smash him through a wall of glass at the trials? event while <laughs> yes. it was on fire Tom stood on a landmine yeah. on the way to the gent <laughs> did you bail I, did, <laughs> I just up. threw myself down the stairs Ended to get up. in he <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't fall over once yeah there you go there you go he did his gold run um films uh, last week <clears throat> Battleship opened at number one with yeah. open fire with a 3.7 million haul and it's based on a Hasbro game. And just to put it into context, the two previous Hasbro adaptations, um, Transformers opened with 8.7 million and G.I. Joe 1.7 million. So it's somewhere in the middle of those okay. two, which kind of makes sense because... No one cares about G.I. Joe. Over no, got everyone, a sequel, everyone's though. played Battleship. Yeah. The Battleship game that's coming out, though, is <laughs> not like the board game. No, it's, it's a completely <laughs> different game, yeah. Oh, my God, what? The game based on the film. Game. Based Whoa, on what, the game. what kind of loop are we in here? And then they're going to adapt that Starring game. Rihanna. Yeah. And they'll make it into a film. Uh, Cabin in the Woods opened number three uh, with 1.6 million, which is okay, really. It was always going to be a bit of a tough sell. And Titanic stayed at number two, and it's made 8 million this time around, which uh, puts its cumulative haul from first time around and this time around to 77 million. It's now the second biggest film of all time in the UK. It's overtaken Toy Story 3. That's pretty And Harry it. Potter, Deathly Hallows They should 2. have had Battleship sinks Titanic to become top of UK charts. Yeah, that would yeah. have made much more sense. Mm. I think Cabin in the Woods would make a really good RTS. Yes. Yeah, like, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> it would be. What, from the other side? On the control panel. Yes. And coming out next week, I think the only film worth talking about is Lockout, which only Bex has seen. So what can you tell us about Lockout? Um, it's prisoners in a prison that's in space because they're too dangerous. Well, on hang on, <laughs> on Earth they decide to put all the really dangerous murderers and prisoners in a prison in space, and all the prisoners are like in stasis or whatever. But then the prisoners like revolt on this spaceship, and they're all scary murderers. And then Guy Pearce is sent up to sort them out. He comes from Earth to sort out the spaceship. Yeah, on his own. Is it what? like a sci-fi <laughs> con air or something? Don't know, it's that. What does lockout mean? Um, Are they locked out? It's the opposite of a lock-in. Yeah. I suppose they're locked out of Earth's orbit. Is that it? <laughs> I don't know how about Did they say lockout during the movie? No, so I don't think automatically so. automatically minus one, Bex mate, <laughs> yeah. star. <laughs> the headline doesn't make any sense. The title doesn't make any but, sense. Um, Joe know. Gilgan is really good in it. Joe Gilgan's in it. Yeah, Who's he's like he? the main baddie. He's in this is England. Ah. He's he's really good at playing like mental people. Yeah. 
he's the baddie in it. Ah, oh, I didn't know that. That makes me want to see it now. And it's got Guy Pearce in it. Great face. So, what would you give it out of five backs? Out of five. Yeah. Three. Cool. And obviously, our Avengers comes out next Thursday, the twenty sixth of April. So, everybody, go and see that. Hurrah! Cool. Feedback. I've got the first bit. Uh, it is from Ashin Singh. He says, last week everyone ripped into the fact that Skyrim has voice command support. Well, this may be a step towards diluting hardcore games so that babies want to play it and for pushing <laughs> Microsoft investment in Kinect. This voice support is actually promising for people with physical disabilities. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that perhaps people shouldn't be so negative towards it. What can help such individuals who may not be able to engage with video games? Just think about that. Uh, so that is from Ashin in South Africa. Very good point. That is a well very good made. point, and we are in. Put, we've been put in our place. Yeah, as if only Connect worked. So yeah. I've go. I got to say, I uh, I've started using it in Mass Effect a little bit. I've heard that people en- are enjoying just it. to tell them to like Ashley grenade stuff yeah. like that. It's really useful when you don't so the, you don't have to bring up a wheel or anything. I don't think the D-pad controls command them at all nah it's rubbish I keep saying like the keep, the keep do you, your squad mates always just fuck off yeah and I, die. I found um, what's the brute guy called I didn't have him during uh, I just can't think what his name is Grunt the main, the main Krogan sol- no the main soldier guy oh Garrus James James oh, J- oh James yeah. I always find he would never do whatever you told him to do like he would always be running ahead and just be like Leroy! Just running out of the on That would be amazing if you activated <laughs> by shouting that. And then Leroy was, like, was like, I've got chicken, Shepherd. Who's <laughs> <Chicken. laughs> that chicken? Who's got the second bit of feedback? I've got the second piece of feedback from Darius. He says, he would tell his soul, uh, this is based on the limited edition stuff we spoke about last week, and what would be your perfect limited edition version of a game so he says Red Dead Redemption if they did an edition containing John Sat and a replica Winchester repeater you'd pay at least half a grand for that, that <laughs> just for the hat and a gun but then again surely uh, it says a replica of gun because surely right, a, replica, a real gun is probably half a grand anyway yeah. is it don't know, never bought one. <laughs> Me neither, but I'm, I'm assuming. But I've looked at prices. <laughs> and a nice hat. <laughs> a nice hat. Um, uh, thank you, Darius. This is on the same thread as, um, you know, expensive limited editions. This is from Chris King, who's um, from Newcastle. I would happily pay through the nose for a special edition of Final Fantasy VII or VIII with a life-size buster sword or a gun blade, maybe, maybe even Squall's jacket or Cloud's jacket from Advent, Advent Children. So clothing and weaponry... Yeah, I think the Weapon, two. Yeah, people dig weapons, don't they? Can I just have a massive sword or a gun, and maybe a, maybe an accessory to offset it, <laughs> like a hat? Is, is there an item of clothing from a video game character that you just think, God, I've got to have that and wear that myself? Link's tights, no. Um, Sonic's pants. <laughs> Sonic's sneakers, pants, exactly. Uh, Sonic's trainers. I don't really understand. The shoes would be nice. They're just red, yeah. red Converse, really. But they're really though. long as well. And, and pointy. Pointy. <laughs> you look like a fucking clown. <laughs> what, what would you pick then? Well, I didn't say that I would, but... Okay, I'll just pick Max Payne's regular suit. <laughs> so then I wouldn't look conspicuous. Right. Oh, but then it'll have smell of booze. Why don't you get his Hawaiian shirt that he wears in Payne, Max Payne 3? <laughs> so Actually, I want you to shave all your hair off and just have a big beard. Tom's wearing Vincent's t-shirt from Catherine right now. I actually am, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Um... Uh, I can't imagine. I can't well think any me. video game clothing that I would pay money for. There was a there was a thing yeah. on DeviantArt the other day uh, that this guy mocked up these Mass Effect hoodies, one for every character. Oh, I saw them, yeah. And they looked amazing. If they came out, that would be cool. But it's what it's. So is that a bit like insert coin stuff? So it's themed around the video game yeah, rather no, no, than the, the actual. It's stuff like they a cosplay hoodie, you know, like the Boba Fett one. So if you wear right, it, you right, look right, like right, Boba right, Fett, right, but right, not, really. not too. But it's not something that just says Mass Effect on yeah. it. So it'd be quite a little bit subtle. I don't think. I, no, having massive green scales is never subtle. <laughs> Garrus's one. I'd wear Garrus's one. It's, yeah, that's not too bad. Like I'd like to have Sackboy zip attached to my front. You can get that in a t-shirt already. Like a giant amazing. <laughs> I want the zip attached to my front. Your chest. Well, that's that's <laughs> surgery, though, isn't it? <laughs> Limited edition surgery. Oh, I have Just an email. Get a really <laughs> small zip, <laughs> or get a massive one that looks like a, a gold tie. <laughs> cool. Skinny gold tie. Uh, I've got an email from James Lewis, who says, "Have you guys, hopefully in your youth, ever tried to look like your favourite gaming character?" And then he tells a story. Uh, my most shameful moment comes from when I was about twelve. 
and on going to get a haircut at a pretty rough and ready barber in my native Watford produced a photo of Final Fantasy VIII Squall Leonhardt oh, that no. I cut out of a games magazine <laughs> and asked for his cut um, suffice to say the barber was unamused at my wish to make for him to make me look like an androgynous RPG hero <laughs> that's, so, yeah. number, that's wow. number seven isn't it number one is just like everything after number seven androgynous JRPG character so, come on Bex you must have tried to look like a games character in your youth well not not in everyday life only in dressing up well you dress up every day all your outfits out, outfits kind of theme like today you're a bit what 60s I was normal. hippie yeah 60s hippie, hippie. <laughs> <laughs> serving wench from Game of Thrones <laughs> well you got go go girl the other, the other day painted because decorate. she watched Mad Men last night that's why I did watch Mad Men the other day night. Charlie described you as a little painter decorator <laughs> <laughs> and then you described yourself as Force's sweetheart Oh, no, no, a I vacuee, a vacuee. Yeah, I did, did describe myself as a vacuee. <laughs> but, um, but you're not really one for dressing up much. I, I've never ever dressed up as a video games character. No. Never? No. Ever worn one Never. glove to pretend to be Michael Jackson? <laughs> no. I did that as a child. Well, only perhaps when I'm, before I've pulled the other one on because it's cold. Because you can't pull two gloves on at the same time, <laughs> can you? <laughs> I don't think halfway between putting your gloves on counts as dressing up to Michael Momentary, everyone, momentary Michael. I, I moonwalk while I'm doing it. <laughs> that God. sounds like a raging no from everyone, though. No yeah, one that's probably I've in definitely there. not gone into a barber's and asked for a <laughs> stupid haircut like that. Uh, Mark Dunn writes in, he says, uh, if you're going to watch The Room, you should totally release a DVD commentary so we can hear your witticisms uh, because um, Comedy Button did a couple uh, in the States and he thinks we should do the same. So I think we're going to see it. We're going to watch it next week, maybe. Maybe, yeah. We never did a Jurassic Park. We never did a Jurassic Park. I don't think doing it off of the room would be funny, would it? If we just especially not seen it. Do I have to watch the room? I don't know. Quite principled that I don't ever want to watch the room. Well, feel free to not participate. Mm. Uh, Oh, it's so bad. It's funny. Also, he says it's his girlfriend's birthday on the 29th of April. Her name is Aoife, and she loves the podcast and just lost her job at game. So there are reasons to be nice to her. Happy birthday! I assume it's Aoife. Is that how you say that? Ooh. It's an Irish name, so I'm not sure. Happy birthday! Uh, hope we said it right. Happy birthday! Who's got the next bit? Of That's Kilby's now? birthday as well. Mm. I think Sorry. I think I do, uh, but just I just want to say if people are interested in films that are so bad that they're good, check out Samurai Cop. <laughs> Samurai Cop. Samurai Cop. Sounds, sounds good. like sounds like an iPad game. <laughs> Actually, I've got the next piece of feedback. Oh, do you? Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, rank. from uh, Hamilton which is a cool first name uh, he was thinking about HD remakes and games that still stand up in today's time um, and we've spoken about this a lot the Monkey Island trilogy uh, but he he wants LucasArts to get around to doing games like Day of the Tentacle and old Indiana Jones titles oh. the LucasArts Indiana Jones titles were brilliant they were brilliant the, the uh, point and click adventures so I would like to see that on iPad please yeah uh, yeah this is from Marcus Hodge- Hodgkinson Hey guys, I was wondering whether you would be interested in doing a movie podcast from the UK. I would love to hear Tilly, Butler, Krupa, and any other movie buff talking about the upcoming releases at the big screen. Marcus Hodgkinson. What, like the Avengers? Yes. We spend most of this podcast talking about. There you go. We've done, got your we did it just for you. Just stop listening after yeah. that bit. Uh, I I'd love like- to do a movie podcast, but I just don't think we have the time. And if we were to do it, we want to do it properly, right? So... Probably not. The, the idea of the IGN UK podcast is that it's a bit of everything. Mm. Yeah. Bit of everything we cover. Selection box. Because yeah. mm. we do a dedicated film one already called Keeping It Real. Yeah. In the States, which you should listen to. It's very I love good. that podcast. I miss uh, <laughs> the guy who left. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> Excellent. Eric. That yes, guy Eric left. Morrow. I miss him a lot. Ah. No one else does. Has anyone got any more feedback? <laughs> Bobby is one and only fan, even though I forgot his name. Initially, um, I have an email from Kevin <laughs> who says, uh, was just trying to place everyone's accent. Where are you guys from originally? Which we've done before, but we could uh, we can do it again. We've got new members. So, mm. Chris, where are you from? I'm from South London, innit? I'm from South <laughs> London. Uh, I'm from like Croydon. Croydon. <laughs> pretty much. Bex? Uh, West London, out in the ends. Out <laughs> in the ends. Alex? South London. I'm from Lincoln, which is in the North, uh, East Midlands. I'm from Blackburn, which is in East Lancashire. And Chris Fox? Uh, yeah, I thought South- you were from Winterfell. <laughs> <laughs> I am. That's how it's colloquially known. Okay. Bastard. Oh, oh no, no, need for that. <laughs> no need for that. Jesus. Yeah, I'm from South East London slash Kent. Where's she from? Dorset? Yes. Yeah, Portsmouth? Yeah. 
Uh, Portsmouth not is it's from the fifties. It's a man out of time. <laughs> it's, like, it's like good night, sweetheart. That's where he is today. He's in nineteen forty-five. <laughs> uh, he's got the last bit of feedback. Is that it? Last bit of feedback is from Chris Burton. I was wondering if any of you have fond memories of UK gaming TV shows. I'm talking, of course, about Bad Influence, Games Master, and even that Saturday morning show where they played magic pockets over the fo- phone. Don't remember phone. that one, but uh, remember Games Master. One particular episode really stands out for me. I don't remember that. <laughs> Which episode is it? I don't know. It was episode number 37. And if you watch part one of the video, you can see our very own Alex Simmons reviewing Krusty Super Funhouse. Again, Funhouse. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't know what episode it was, by the way. No, right, okay, you that. can find it on YouTube. Just link to it again. Yeah, um, again, yeah. It's been about three weeks. <laughs> I, used to, I used to love Bad Influence because it had the data burst at the end, and you could record it on your video and pause it, and you could never see anything. Like never that. see it. tracking. Tracking. Yeah, I can't see it. It was um, yeah. It used to show cheats and hints and tips for games in the data burst at the end of the show. Mm. Um, but I remember vividly seeing Mortal Kombat for the very first time on games. Master and having my l- little mind blown yeah. really? by how amazing the graphics were. Yeah, it was like, like real we're, life. We're pretty amazing. They like, were. It's like having Bruce Lee in the game. But I remember on um, Saturday morning TV, used to, I don't know if this is what Magic Pockets refers to, I'm not sure, but you could, I think it was live and kicking, you phone in. Those phone games. Yeah, left, it was like Hugo. Left, left dick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you used to press right, four dick. on your phone and six, like yeah. move the little guy. He was, was like a little gnome troll. Well, they did it, is it? They did uh, Yeah, but they Magic Tail, that's games. not Magic Pockets. What's Magic Pockets? Magic Pockets was a game that, God, I can't remember who developed it. But you you have have I remember the character. Pocket. Like, keep talking. I'll find a picture of Magic Pockets. Yeah, I just remember there was a, a variety of games where it's basically just using touch phones, tone. What do you and call all them? the prizes looked amazing because we were all kids going, "Oh yeah. God, I, want oh, well, I don't prizes. have any, any money whatsoever." It's got the golden well. carrot. It's what? a Mega Drive. The golden <laughs> carrot. <laughs> what was the What was the name of the um, sort of gaming show on Sky Sky that Games was on World. In, in the morning? I used to it watch was, it before school. The one, the one that I remember. Was, oh, was like a knockoff games Alex. master. Weekly, right? It was weekly shows in the afternoon with like they they had videators who people would face off against. Does anyone else remember that apart from me? I no. want to be a videator. They had the games mistress who was Jet from Gladiators. Oh, I do remember giving that. Out yeah. Games yeah. Yeah. Yes. I remember that. What now. was that program you called? Got attention. Games World, presented right. by Bob something. Bob yeah. Mills. Yeah, yes. it was. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, because uh, one of my ex colleagues used to work on that. He was the guy that played um, the Jesus character. The Games Messiah. Right, there you go. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the Games Mistress in. And Namrud. Can we get Namrud we, back in as well? I've said this before. It was Jet from Gladiators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jet. Jet was my Anything ex-girlfriend's PE teacher. Ooh. It's a good anecdote. All-girls school, obviously. Oh, uh, yeah. what? But, yeah, uh, that's Magic Pockets, well. by the way. Uh, Magic Pockets was developed by the Bitmap Brothers. Ah, and the music, too. And the music was done by Betty Boo. But look at that. That little prick. And He's it probably the worst g- games oh, character I've ever okay. seen. I totally do remember it now. It I was on Saturday it. morning kids' shows, Motormouth and Going Live. Right. So, yeah. But basically, as a character, a tubby little bastard with He was known as the Bitmap Kid, apparently. Uh, reading off Wikipedia, Sue. We need we need Charlie Brooker to make a games TV show, though, don't we? That would be good. Yeah, more more no games <laughs> wipes would be good. Yeah, like one a year. Yeah, uh, that, that's Magic's pocket. Interesting. Looks like he's got one big brown ball. What is the actual <laughs> game? Uh, it was uh, a platformer. Yeah, it's a platformer, side scrolling platformer. Do you play on your that phone? That looks a bit rubbish. What's it got to do with pockets? Uh, I, I guess he's got lots of big pockets <laughs> that he can put magic in. I don't know. I've no idea. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> let's, hmm. let's move on <laughs> so is that it I think uh, so I think that's it for feedback yes uh, so yeah the, the couple of plugs um, if you're interested in entering the quiz the coming full circle May 2nd is when it's happening it's happening at Central London location it is invite only so you have to email ukcomps at ign.com with your team name and the members team members names four to six people four to per six team. per team and what's um, the closing date for that uh, is next Wednesday so um, 25th. Yeah, get that in to us as soon as you can but it's looking pretty tight already So, uh, but we have already set a date for one in June as well which will be a bigger venue so more people come down and take part but on a slight tangent on the quiz um, there was a team there last time the Super Pixel Brothers who are who make animated uh, videos for YouTube and they're really rather good so you should check them out and they're currently doing their own funding trying to get funding to make their own 8-bit movie uh, so if you're interested in donating some money you can get your your name in, on the film and you can get that, a cameo that's a Kickstarter stuff. It? it's kind of like Kickstarter but a UK version yeah. but if you look for Super Pixel Brothers on the internet you'll be able to find their Kickstarter project go and help them out looks really cool that's there it go. good luck uh, that's it for this week's podcast anybody got anything to add? Thank you for listening. Thank, Thank you. you for listening. Mm. And 
write in. Yes. <laughs> How right. do they write in? How do they write in, Tom? Send us your feedback to iGenUK. Feedback at iGen.com and you can follow us on Twitter at iGenUK and on Facebook at iGenUK. That's it. Cool. That is it. Uh, we will be back same time next week. Until then, we will see you later. Bye. 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 <laughs> Assemble. Disassemble. Disassemble. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.